phantom murder. In the late 1930s, just before the outbreak of the war, a distinguished French novelist named Pierre Benoit was in London, working with a film producer on a screenplay based on one of his novels. Mr. Benoit was fortunate enough to have a friend who offered the use of his London apartment, which the French author gratefully accepted. It was located in Great Portland Street, not far from one of London's present-day tourist attractions, the new post office tower. One night, after putting in a long day's work with the motion picture people, Benoit decided to spend a restful evening at the apartment. He was just as glad not to have any social engagements because it was a miserable evening, cold, drizzling, and exceptionally foggy. As he sat by the fire sipping a cognac and reading a newspaper, he heard a loud bell ringing out in the street. It had a peculiar quality to it, and he got up, went over to the window, and peered out to see if he could discover what it was. The fog was so thick he could almost reach out and seize it by the handful. A single old-fashioned streetlight halfway down the block was completely invisible, but its light cast a shapeless, yellowish glow in the misty murk. As he peered out, Benoit was able to make out two shadowy figures carrying what appeared to be a stretcher between them. As they drew closer, they became somewhat clearer and looked as though they were wearing old-fashioned police uniforms of the type in use well before the turn of the century. Putting down their stretcher directly in front of the building in which Benoit was staying, the two men disappeared momentarily, then reappeared, carrying a body which they placed on the stretcher. Although partially obscured by the fog, it was not too hard to see that the form was that of an ugly, emaciated-looking woman, looking almost like a mummy. Benoit suppressed an involuntary shudder. When the woman actually sat up, he could hardly believe his eyes. And what happened next seemed equally incredible. One of the two men pushed her down again, then took his place at one end of the stretcher. With that, they lifted it up and disappeared in the fog. Thoroughly fascinated by this strange episode, the Frenchman began asking questions the next day. The answers he received were so unsatisfactory that he started delving deeper into the matter and did not give up until he had found what he considered a satisfactory explanation. To begin with, Great Portland Street had previously been named Coram Street, and the name had been deliberately changed by the city council. Some time before the change had been made, well before the turn of the century, a dancer named Harriet Buswell had been murdered on the street. As a result, it got a bad name. People began moving away, and the neighborhood was in danger of being destroyed. In an effort to prevent this, the council changed not only the name of the street, but the numbers as well. What happened there, however, could not be erased. And what the novelist finally learned was that the murder had taken place in the very house in which he was staying, and that he had seen the mysterious stretcher-bearers on the anniversary of the crime. <laughs> ¶¶